JNK Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You're listening to the JK Podcast, Episode 73, WWE, A Big Fish in a Much Larger Ocean. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carefill here on the JK Podcast. What's up, guys? Of course, powered by the Gorilla Position and proud part of the Roar Network. Definitely. Now, another week has come and gone again, Carl, and thankfully, the professional wrestling business continues to give us lots to talk about. It's it's like Christmas time right now. Like we just keep getting showered with gifts of news and different stuff happening, and mm-hmm. it just honestly it feels like Christmas. Like it, there's just so much. It really is one of those things where it's not, usually not too difficult to go out looking for topics to talk about. And like I said, thankfully this business gives us lots to talk about. Now our sound clip for this week is actually going to lead into the first thing that we're going to talk about. Dealing with WWE and WrestleMania. So to kind of go into this, this is Mean Gene Okerlin, one of our favorite color commentators from back in the day, revealing what the all-time that uh, they had broken the all-time attendance record at WrestleMania, and actually that uh, went to carry on basically until it was it was uh, 2016 that they uh, broke the attendance record. I think so. So let's go ahead and listen to this clip here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We all are part of history in the making here this afternoon for WrestleMania 3. I have come to the Silver Dome like you to be part of this historic date, March the 29th, 1987. Thanks to our millions of fans all around the world and a special thanks as we have established, all of us, a brand new indoor attendance record of 93,173. So there we go, WrestleMania 3 from back in 1987 with a little over 93,000 fans in the Silver Dome. We did better, I did better than Hulk Hogan you on that You did better one. than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you, you know what's weird about that? 93,000 fans. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wish that I could have been part of something, even if I would have been in the nosebleeds. Just to say 93,000, I was part of that. Now, that was a clip, actually, that WWE had put out onto their YouTube page. Yep. The amount of views on that right now is only at 33,000. Right? Yeah. Like, what's happened to all of these 93,000 people that were, you know, part of that? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, even for others who want to relive even just that little clip, like, only 33,000 people have 
seen that as opposed to 93 that were actually what's there. going on <laughs> weird you know uh you know not wrestling wise but i've had a chance to be part of some big crowds i've been to uh, michigan stadium which i mean I, I think i mentioned before if wwe could hold an event there they would probably break uh, any kind of current uh, it would be an outdoor record technically in that case and uh you know uh, indianapolis uh, motor speedway i've been to daytona there's part of some big crowds and whatnot but not to a big wrestling crowd like that and you know to have been a part of that one, like one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time, that would have been pretty wild to have been uh, in that. Because, I mean, even listening to that, you know, and more so if you actually go and watch this clip, you really just get a feel to what WrestleMania really used to feel like. It used to be really, really special. A hundred percent it was. I mean, like, it, this was WrestleMania 3. So, obviously, we've gone through WrestleMania 1 and 2, mm. right? And yeah. already, just WrestleMania 1, going back, yeah, I mean... You, you can go onto the WWE Network or you can go in and buy the home video of uh, WrestleMania, um, a, a big documentary, the history of WrestleMania that they did. And it really takes you through Vince McMahon starting and the troubles and the concerns and the worries that they have. So for them to come from there with it being a success to, again, the next one, and now this third one they've done, and they're breaking records at the Already. third one. Yep. Like, that's just a, a obviously historic. I mean, that's what, why we're talking about it. I mean, we're in 2018 now, and we're mm -hmm. still talking about this from back from WrestleMania 3. Like, I, it's, it's unreal how it was so big and so illustrious back then, and things were just very much so... I, I don't want to say good because it wasn't it wasn't just good like the, it was it was amazing the stuff that they had done and the stuff that there was to what are we at now I can't even remember because they called them by the year now but yeah. we're we're like we're in 2018 now and we just came through WrestleMania and while that's kind of leading into now there's other thoughts that the WWE is having and Joe what are those thoughts. Well, essentially, uh, briefly, just back on WrestleMania three. I mean, um, you know, one of the my opinion and large number of people out there opinion of the best match of all time with Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know, one of those still that match that you know people like to compare other matches to for just being a good wrestling pure wrestling match, right? So, but uh, fast forwarding to now, we are actually looking at the possibility of WWE looking at doing. Two WrestleManias per year. And what are your thoughts Ooh. on that? Well, personally, for, for myself, I mean, it, it, it really is a mixed bag with myself because I, I, I can see that the potential of it. My only main concern is that, you know, and, you know, just having the one per year and you know, with the last couple, you know, for me personally, it, it doesn't feel quite as special with WrestleMania now. And I think with the possibility of having two of them per year, the possibility of things just being watered maybe down a little bit is a little bit concerning for, for me personally. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of see it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, we could see this as something that, that could be bad in two WrestleManias and, you know, the star power and the, you know, specialness of the whole thing isn't going to be there anymore, but mm -hmm. I think that they could make it really special by having two different WrestleManias. We, we talked a little bit before we, we started this uh, podcast and, and I mean, honestly, you could, you could take 
this past WrestleMania that happened. Mm-hmm. We were looking at what? Like nine hours of wrestling that happened. At least it felt like nine hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it, it at least was. it was at least seven <laughs> hours, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you have a two-hour pre-show. You got a five-hour mania. They exactly. stretch it out a little bit longer. So you're looking seven hours of WrestleMania with so many matches that they're throwing in here and trying to shove all into... Okay, think of it this way. Take a 10-pound bag of potatoes <laughs> and try to fit it into a box that can only fit five pounds, right? Like, you're trying to stuff all of this in here, and then stuff is just coming out, and stuff is going all over the place, and then stuff is just being missed, and, you know, stuff isn't able to... You're not able to get the 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 good fullness from all of that. Whereas now, if you have two separate WrestleManias, they can both be as equally special, and you're going to have one team on this side and it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a raw branded and a smackdown branded i no. i 100% i hope it is not because it shouldn't be no. but you can you can start building little feuds but during wrestlemania season number 1 with raw and smackdown stars and that culminates at wrestlemania 1 and then you start building a little bit between raw and smackdown stars for WrestleMania 2 that happens during the year. Mm-hmm. Now you've got two separate shows that are going to happen. You've got these amazing matches and you only have five or six of them in the show which is going to allow them to work so much better and allow them to really put out their their WrestleMania effort as opposed to just kind of being shoved around a little bit and going, okay, yeah, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the second WrestleMania that happens in the year where that group of people get to now do their thing and make things really special for themselves. Now, each WrestleMania, those people are going to get their quote-unquote WrestleMania paydays, right? They're going to be happier because now they've actually got a good WrestleMania payday Morale is going to go up. Company is going to start doing better because your employees are happy because the morale in the company is up because people have now gone out there, been able to put on an amazing show and get their WrestleMania payday. And then you're going to start to see a little bit of a shift in what's happening with a small decline in the WWE ratings right now. (laughs) Small decline. Uh, It's it's more than that. (laughs) I'm trying to be generous. but, uh, (laughs) But yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from there with that my fear looking at you know what WWE has done in its past is I fear that that second Wrestlemania could turn into okay well let's take what we did with that first Wrestlemania and let's rehash it for our international crowd with some minor changes to it that's my fear is that it could turn into that mm, yeah what I would like to see happen with that more that you is you have your your domestic uh, WrestleMania that happens you know in Canada or the US and then you have your international one and for me if I were to set all this up to go with this two WrestleMania approach I would that second one that happens you know whether it be in Europe or whether it happen in Australia or Africa or wherever you decide to go in Russia where they recently had the World Cup you, you I would focus on on your international stars I would be leaving out your John Cena's your Undertaker's your your your, your main you know US kind of people and I think you keep you if you're going to go with the international feel use your international talent because they have no shortage of, of them you know so I think if they went with that approach I think it, it could be successful but if they go the usual WWE approach, it just uh, I worry about how 
it could go. I think it could backfire on them. Yeah, you know what? I I, I see where you're coming from. Um, if I could make one little change to what you had had s- suggested there with the international one, you're gonna have to have maybe a John Cena or an Undertaker as a draw. Yeah. But you don't need all of them. Sixteen of them. <laughs> yeah. All you need is one or two of them yeah. to be a main draw that's gonna be there to bring these people in, and then you showcase your international stars. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see what uh, what happens uh, with it. Um, it's something that, that I think, you know, amongst uh, fans, I, I think it's, you're not going to have a, a lot of people agree with each other. I think some people are going to kind of like the idea and some are going to be dead set against it. I think like, especially like the the really hardcore WrestleMania fans, you know, I don't mean hardcore wrestling, I mean very dedicated WrestleMania fans, like especially the ones that only watch WrestleMania once a year, and then that's yep. like all which they don't watch Raw. They don't watch any of the other pay per views, which shouldn't even really call them pay per views anymore. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think that with them, I think that they might feel a little cheated with there being two of them, but you know, time will tell if they even go through with this plan. Because I know that it's really so far rumors at this point. Yep. So nothing really confirmed on WWE's end with that. So just it's one of those things we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and kind of see what happens with it. Definitely. Now another thing that we'll be keeping our eye on tonight is tonight on Monday Night Raw. There is going to be a special announcement coming from Stephanie McMahon. Ooh. Now, lots of speculation, you know, it, it almost kind of seems like the cat's been let out of the bag, but who knows? They could throw, uh, you know, a curveball in there and see what happens. But what largely is suspected to happen there is that she's going to announce a all-women's pay-per-view and that there will be a women's tag team championship that will be, you know, they're going to have a match for, for something like that. So I'm seeing it's going to be an all-woman branded pay-per-view with new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions being crowned. That's that's exactly the same rumblings that I've been mm-hmm. hearing as well. Um, good. Yeah. Good. Probably more about the May Young Classic to, to happen again, too. We'll probably hear a little bit about that as well, I would imagine. I would imagine so. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I, I like the idea. Sure, why not? Um I know the, the other people have different views uh, from mine on this, on the, the whole tag team belts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think that there are enough female stars that are in between both rosters right now yeah. that you can have. And I think we talked about this before. Um, you can have one set of women's tag team championship belts that are defended on both shows and all pay-per-views. I mean, granted, now the pay-per-views aren't, you know, branded specifically anymore. They're, you know, they're all together. They've amalgamated pay-per-views. Thankfully. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, I mean, honestly, that's an amazing thing. This is something that has been, uh, it should have been there a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, they talk about this revolution that's been happening with the women's uh, division. What's the next logical step? Pay-per-view of their own and tag belts of their own. Now, I think that, uh, you know, as unlikely as this seems whenever we kind of approach this topic, you know, about bringing in people from outside promotions and whatnot, I think that, uh, you know, especially with this, there's a good opportunity with this, given some of the the, um, women talent out in other companies like Ring of Honor, like Impact, like Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tennille Dashwood and whatnot. There's a real opportunity here, you know, especially with the Mae Young Classic and this all-women's branded paper that they're 
likely going to to announce here. It's a good opportunity for WWE to be part of this because I mean, like, just imagine that if WWE gone boat with like what Ring of Honor was doing, what Impact is doing, to for basically everybody to kind of be in almost the same boat. Not, I mean, not the best expression there, but to kind of get everybody kind of possibly working together. Could you just imagine the possibilities? Of you know, and, and that's just with the women, you know. Forget everything else, you know. To be part of this, uh, you know, if they're going to do this all women's pay per view, you, you have so much good women talent in the other promotions to make use of. You do. I mean, it, it not even necessarily would you have to go to Impact or Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground or anything like that to find these people or to find these. Uh, I mean politically correct i'll call them people um (laughs) you know we're we're talking about women so i mean you don't have to go to these other bigger companies to find these women take a look at some of the smaller indie promotions that are around and out there i mean madison miles Mm -hmm. up here in canada right like she's an amazing talent why could she not Right, and she's she's not known to to the entire world no. like Tennille would be, or like uh, you know Sue Young would be, Tessa or Blanchard. you know Tessa. Yeah, I mean Tessa's doing huge, amazing stuff for yeah. herself right now. She's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. You don't need those people. You've mm-hmm. already got them in the WWE. You've yeah. got those big names. Bring in some of these indie talent stars, mm-hmm. and, and and they have to be indie talent stars. stars. You yep. can't just start grabbing, you know, at, at straws and going, yeah, she's she's hot, bring her in, you know. <laughs> oh, she's got a big ass, bring her in. You know, we, we can't be doing that. But we have to actually go with the talent and bring these p- people in that are unknown. Yeah, because we definitely don't want to travel down this path with the women's wrestling again for her to decline into pillow fight matches and bra and panty matches, you know. And, and, you know, being a male wrestling fan, I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be some appeal there. But, you know, it would be a shame for it to decline back into, oh, let's do these attraction kind of matches and, you know, degrade what's already been built up to this point. I just, uh, I hope that they don't do any of that with this paper. You know, knowing WWE's past, we'll just wait and see and hopefully it'll, just be, it'll all be good. You know, regardless of whether they reach out to other promotions or not, just do it justice and don't ruin everything you built up to this point because it's already we're already starting to see it kind of plateau a little bit at least yeah. with the women's the women in in WWE so here, here's a chance for for it to take back off again and done properly I think uh, on, on that note um, yes it's WWE and they could revert back to that stuff but it it almost seems as though it looks like Vince is running the mains. Triple H is doing the NXT stuff and really starting to build that brand with the UK brand now of NXT. Mm-hmm. And it almost looks as though now Stephanie is taking over with the women. So hopefully Stephanie has a little bit more Triple H style than Vince style thinking. Yeah. Um, and maybe she can really do something with the women's division like Triple H is done with the NXT division, right? Ideally, that, that that would be cool to see that happening. All right. Well, we are going to take a brief break here, and uh, we're going to listen to some people who strongly endorse the JNK podcast, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more WWE, trying to pull some shenanigans with uh, other promotions uh, working uh, some of the bigger arenas. So stay tuned. 
This is CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you're listening to my preferred podcast, the J&K Podcast. Make sure to check us out live on our next tour as CWE presents WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake, October 22nd to November 21st on the Strutman Cutting Tour. And you're listening to me on the JNK Pod. Check it out. It's hot, 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 hot. All right, and uh, we are back here. And of course, you just heard from our friend Danny Duggan with the CWE. And coming back here in November, and it seems like every kind of once in a while we're hearing more kind of happening about this show coming through. <laughs> now, we had, we had mentioned before in previous episodes that Matt Taven from Ring of Honor is going to be coming to Sault Ste. Marie, but he's not coming alone this time. No. He, we, we are actually going to see <laughs> and have the entire faction of the kingdom yeah. from Ring of Honor wow. here <laughs> in Sault Ste. Marie with CWE. It's this is getting bigger and bigger. I don't know. We might have to look for a bigger venue if uh, if this gets any bigger. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> wh- what are what are the names that we have on there right now? Uh, we got the Kingdom, yeah, right. We got Bruce the Barber, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, all of our local talent. All, yeah, exactly. Local right. talent that's going to be coming. Yeah. Um, there still could be more added. There definitely could be. So. I'm kind of hoping that maybe we see Scarlet and uh, Madison maybe come back. Cool. Um, that would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, just yeah. so much, so <laughs> much talent is going to be here for this. And I mean, it's for Sault Ste. Marie, for us here, th- this is huge, is huge for us. This isn't any, like, I mean, when Chase Owens came, <laughs> right, the first the first tour that they, that they were here and the second one that they were here, when Chase Owens was here, for us as Bullet Club fans, we were like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, we just watched Chase over in Japan, and, yeah, and now he's here yeah. in... Susie, he's in our little city, and we're like, holy jumping, yeah. right? And you got to hear too, uh, Two Cold Scorpio. I, I, I had a lot of fun recording that little bit there. That, that that little bit that you heard there, that actually took about 10, 15 minutes to kind of record that. And uh, he's not a one take uh, promo man, just just putting that out there. <laughs> but it, it was fun, and and, and to just uh, to to get to connect with uh, somebody that you've seen in your childhood uh, doing something that you loved watching. I mean, just it's. Uh, you know, even being a, a podcast host and we play this stuff all the time, I, I still get those chills in those moments to where like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we're going to, uh, as I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk about uh, WWE kind of pulling some shenanigans with these other promotions here, and, and namely, uh, probably the main one to, to kind of talk about here is WWE trying to prevent Ring of Honor in New Japan Pro Wrestling specifically from being able to use Madison Square Garden for their shows. What? Yeah. How? How can they do that? Because WWE feels like they're the big kahuna in town. Okay. How many events did they have there a year? They probably run two or three times a year. Oh. And the company that owns Ring of Honor Sinclair Broadcasting Group is probably one of the 
biggest television, like they, they own a lot of syndicated TV content and whatnot, they are a much bigger corporation than WWE. So I think that maybe that was kind of like a unexpected kind of David versus Goliath there. I think WWE thought they were the Goliath in that position, but ended up being very much the opposite of that. Yeah. They have a wake-up call, I think, for WWE that they, they realize that their poop doesn't stink, and then you know now they realize eh, maybe it does. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, WWE trying to do this stuff is kind of ridiculous. I mean, yep. do they? That would be like me saying, "I eat at the Westside Cafe yeah. three times a year," so <laughs> that can. means Joe, you can't go eat there, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that. That really makes no sense. And then you talk about, um, you know, Ring of Honor, and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of. I'm looking something up here. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and as somebody uh, like myself, you know that uh, that uh, doesn't just watch WWE, that watches Ring of Honor, that watches Impact, that watches New Japan. When I see a, a company like this trying to purposely shut down the other ones, like that, it's uh, it's bothersome, and it makes me not want to watch WWE as much because you know that, that pompous kind of attitude. It's where we're we're better than you because we're WWE. Yeah, and I mean that's that's something that. You know, that happens often, I guess you could say. Before um, they could, they could have maybe said that, but now with all these companies, you know, you know, pick up steam and like that, you know, WWE they they need to be concerned and they need to be careful because you know I won't say that uh, they're in danger of running out, of, you know, being out of business anytime soon, but you know they need to uh, you know stay with the times and kind of evolve because uh, these other companies are they're they're, uh, they're catching up. They definitely are. And I mean, I, I'm looking up Sinclair Broadcasting right now, right? Um, <clears throat> most of the television stations run by Sinclair are owned by the company outright. Yep. However, the company operates uh, many others through local marketing agreements or short, shared uh, service agreements. Yep. Affiliates of various networks like ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, the WB, the UPN, CW, uh, WF, GX, My Network TV, um, like the list just like goes and goes and goes and goes and goes, and yeah. it's it, it's it's just nuts to see. And I mean, like with Sinclair Broadcasting, I just had it here. Subsidiaries of it, um, Sinclair Television Group, hmm. the Tennis Channel, um, Dialectic. Uh, Capital Sinclair Investment Group. There's a lot there. <laughs> Tribune Media is yeah. impending, wow. but they're they're getting that going. And Ring of Honor. Yeah. Right? Like, this is Sinclair. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like <laughs> They're a big company. Looking at this, you can already yeah. see this company is they could, bigger. They, they could buy WWE and have tons of money left over. They could. That's to put like, it very bluntly, that that is an actuality. They could buy WWE right now if WWE is willing to sell. Before before doing this, I honestly <laughs> had no clue how big Sinclair was. They're huge. Um because I take a look at WWE's uh you know shows that they put on and and the uh the television broadcasting that they do and all the what, what do you call that? All the effects that they have yeah. and, and how good everything looks in HD and stuff like this. And then you see Ring of Honor. Now, not saying that it's crap, but they shoot a show on Fox. Yep. Well, we get it on Fox anyways here. 
and it, it just doesn't look the same, right? The focus it's, is different on the production side of things. With WWE, it's big, bold, beautiful. With Ring of Honor and New Japan, it's let's focus on what's happening in the ring. And everything else is just kind of, you know, sugarcoating. Yeah. A little bit here, here and there. Right? With, with WWE, it's it's all about that production. And a lot of times the, the wrestling suffers, I think, because of it, because it feels like it's taking a back seat yep. to everything else going on. You know? Yeah, I just, I had no clue. Seeing the production oh, yeah. between Huge. the two of them, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, of course, WWE is, you know, because look at this production that they're putting on, right? Yeah. But, yeah, now to they find this out, wow. They make more money on their investment because they don't have to throw a, a ton of money at it. That's true. Right? You know, and, and, you know, you take a look at WWE, yeah, they have this larger-than-life persona. They're just over there in in, uh, in Connecticut. Yeah. You know, it's a, the their headquarters b- building is not that big. Nope. You know, so... Yeah, it's it's weird when you actually kind of get into the kind of uh, meat of this whole thing with the situation. You realize that, yeah, WWE uh, is is bigger than I guess maybe some companies. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, not as big as maybe uh, some people thought. That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with this situation. You know, I think that, um, you know, they definitely need to back off, you know, with saying, you know, you can't, you know, perform at uh, Madison Square Garden or the Rogers Center in Toronto and this kind of stuff. You know, the ACC, you know, Montreal and some of these other places, those are just Canadian places. You know, there's all the big arenas down in the States that, uh, you know, I think they, they just need to realize that, you know, you know, they don't control what these other companies can do. No, and it's 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 very sad that the WWE would even be doing that. I mean, they're a. I know we just talked about them not being the biggest, you know, whatever. But they're a big enough company that having a little bit of competition come in and and shoot a show once a year, mm-hmm. like there, that's not competition at all. No, I don't. I I just don't get it. I no. it's I. I I meant yeah yeah I, yeah I get you. Now speaking of competition, we just um, you know we're uh, one day removed from one of the biggest uh, shows outside of WWE that's happened. And it's a uh, TNA. Or, well, I should be calling them TNA. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, really TNA is is basically a done thing. This is Impact Wrestling now, and they just had Slammiversary and knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, in Toronto of all places. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Impact Wrestling has now essentially become a Canadian company. Um, it, it, uh. it, it is. I mean, it's it's a Canadian company now, and they're doing a lot of different shows in Canada. It, it, mind you, Ontario, yep. Southern Ontario area is where they're doing them. The uh, majority of them are being done in Toronto and you know Windsor and, and Mississauga and, and those different areas. But yep. I mean from them coming from what they were and 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 I don't want I love the man but I don't want to discredit anything that he's done but they went from from highs and then Hogan came in and it came to some lows and then Jeff Jarrett came in uh came back again and you know tried doing the uh, global force wrestling and impact wrestling kind of working together um which didn't pan out no. very well um which which is sad because i love jeff jarrett like bottom of my heart mm-hmm. um but to to, to kind of see now this this resurgence after the sale of impact wrestling to the canadian company and it now is like it's really starting to flourish again why do you think that is joe 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, and I'll be one of the first to admit, you know, not too long ago, I, I was saying that, it, that, that I was saying that Impact was on the verge of being done. You know, and then I was maybe a little bit of a, of, of a critic, you know, and, you know, to get to this point, I mean, it hasn't been without casualties. I mean, there was a real follow up with the, the Hardys and the way they kind of handled the situation with her and uh, Rebby Sky and all, and all that kind of stuff, you know, so it, it wasn't all kind of positive. But I mean, they, they've come out the other end and back to being a strong company again. I mean, uh, you just have to go and watch Slimversary and, you know, the uh, the regular weekly shows and just see, you know, they have the Global Wrestling Network now, which uh, I, I mean, probably stemmed from what uh, Jeff Jarrett told us that they were kind of working on uh, yeah. was, uh, establishing. And, uh, you know, they're they're a company to watch out for now, you know. And, and with us being part of the GorillaPosition.com, you know, we have a bit of an in. You know, you recently were part of a... You know, press conferences talking to Austin Aries and Tommy Dreamer. Yes. And, um, you know, so, yeah, it, it's they, they've really come out of, you know, almost oblivion to being a company that is now, <laughs> you can't ignore them now. No, I mean, you definitely can't. Um, I just want to touch a little bit on those press conferences that, that I had done there. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, Thank you, Ryan, for getting, you know, us into contact with the people that need to be um, and getting us on to these uh, tele-conferences that happened. Um, There were people from all over the world world that were, uh, you know, like part of this. And and, and for us to be part of it was just amazing. I mean, 100% it was. And it was very very good and very structured and the way that things were done was very um professional in the way that things were done i'm not going to delve into the um you know the aesthetics behind everything because nobody not everybody that needs to know that but just to know that you know i had a chance and a turn to be able to go and ask these guys a question now i did it over the phone uh, which was still cool no big deal i don't mind that at all Mm -hmm. that was awesome um and if you guys want to listen, it is available on our Facebook page. Yeah. Both of the episodes, or not not episodes, but both of the uh, conferences, teleconferences are on our Facebook page. So if you want to go back and listen to them, they were only an hour long, yeah. which is perfect time. But we had people from the UK asking questions. We had people from the US. We India. had people from Canada. We had people from India. We had like people from all over yeah. the world that were on these asking questions. To see them come from what they were to now up to something like this, if you listen to them, Tommy Dreamer had actually said before starting it, he says, I have not done one of these since back in the... WWE ECW days. Yep. Now that's going back quite a few years already. So to see that it worked for the WWE back then, and now Impact Wrestling <laughs> is starting to flourish again, and now is to a point where they're doing these, and, and like it's 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 perfect to see that this progression is happening, and I am so happy that it is because I have always been a firm believer in Impact. Yeah, and, and to see, you know, like you mentioned, Tommy Dreamer, names like uh, Austin Aries, Johnny Impact, Pentagon Junior, to see the, these kind of um, talents performing, 
you know, in Impact tells you right there. I mean, just looking at, you know, the people, the talent that you have working for them is a good sign that the company is doing well now. Yes. Because you saw, you know, for, for a good portion of time there that, uh, you know, just struggling to keep talent around or just a revolving door. You know, now it's, you know, they have a good base there. Brian Cage, somebody we've actually had the chance to talk to previously. You know, so it's you just they have a good base of talent there now and uh you know sammy callahan and just the name goes the list goes on and on of good talent they have plus all the ones that they can pull from these other promotions going back and forth now that uh, you know they seem to be you know in uh cahoots with uh a lot of the other companies out there so yeah and i mean it's it's sad to say but they've kind of removed the old and they're coming in with the new Yep. Right. I mean, you, you really don't have like even even Hernandez, you don't see like mm. Hernandez really out there in the ring doing too much anymore. Yep. Uh, you know, like all of these older stars that were there, <clears throat> you're not seeing very much from them. And if you are, it's a promo here and a shot there that's just showing them in the background or something. Right. They're really focusing on all of this younger and new talents that they've been bringing in. Caleb Connolly, hmm. like, wow, yeah, wow, the kid looks so generic. Like, just <laughs> he looks like a like a like a hillbilly from yep. nowhere. Uh, and the kid's got talent. Oh yeah, and they've you know he's he's held championships, and this is what was needed was this new talent to be able to come in to show what they can do, to be proud of the Impact brand and the Impact name and run with it like we're seeing, and I'm going to mention her name again, with Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Right. And good on uh, Impact and, and Ring of Honor of these uh, companies giving these, you know, people, like you just mentioned, uh, chances, you know, to, to have their moment, you know, instead of, you know, being in WWE and having your, your hope squashed or feeling like you're walking on eggshells or, you know, just waiting for something to be handed to you or, you know, reaching for this brass ring that doesn't exist or whatnot, yeah. you know, they, they go to these other companies. Tennille Dashwood is a, is a great example yep. of, of going to another promotion and just thriving outside of, you know, the big, uh, so-called big company, right? So it, it's a, wrestling's in a very interesting place right now. You know, outside of WWE, really does feel like the Wild West of just everybody kind of working with each other. You know, whether, I, I doubt that the goal is to try and unsee WWE as the number one. I think that they, they just see them as another company. Yep. And they just, they do their own thing. And, you know. Things are just thriving outside of WWE. That's probably just the best way I can describe it. You know, and that that's a perfect way for you to to describe it because I mean, the majority of the people that watch professional wrestling are watching Monday and Tuesday nights, and they're watching the WWE. Yep. Right? If we can continue, and even everyone that's listening, if you can go and watch some Ring of Honor, go and watch Impact Wrestling, go and watch New Japan Pro, go and watch Lucha Underground, watch these shows that are happening and really see for yourself what is going on outside of the WWE. I think the more people that are going to watch, the bigger that this can really become, as you've said. Yeah. And we're already seeing it. And I think that, as I had mentioned, I think All In, September 1st, I think is going to be really the culmination of, the, of, that, of this whole idea. Oh, yes. That's going to be a very important 
day in this business and something that uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to watch it and you betcha we'll be talking about the, the the moment that it happens you know on the episode that happens you know after that happens we might even take two hours just <laughs> to have to talk about all we in have to. so looking forward to, to that and of course you know, like I mentioned you know, there's always kinds of stuff going on we'll see what happens with this announcement uh, on Raw I think we already pretty much know what's going to happen and I've talked about it, but if Things change, or if there's a curveball or something else happens, we'll, of course, mention it next week. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's a good way to wrap up here, Carl. You let everybody know about our social media, and I will tell everybody about where they can find us. Yeah, like I said already, guys, I mean, we've got uh, social media out there, and you guys have heard that we have Facebook, because the uh, press conferences that we did are on our Facebook page. Yep. And we have Twitter, as well as we have an Instagram account, and you can find them all at JK Podcasts. Cool. Now, for listening to the episode, of course, you can find us on Podbean and on uh, Google Play Music. We're, we're still on there, as well as Google's dedicated podcast app, which you can uh, also get, and iTunes for all you Apple users out there, and on YouTube, and on top of it all, all those other podcatchers. And on top of that, again, you can find us on the Gorilla Position, as we had mentioned, as a proud part of the Roar Network there. Definitely. <laughs> That's a lot to say. We're in a lot yeah, of places it is. now. We, we, we have grown. I mean, yes. from the inception of us coming to partnering with CollarAndElbowBrand.com, oh. where you can get 10% off your entire purchase mm-hmm. by using the promo code JKPODCAST, then coming into contact and getting part of this amazing network with the GorillaPosition.com and the Roar Network. We are getting heard all over the world now, and it's all thanks to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, you know, not only us on there. There's four other shows that the editors have their own show going home. They're hitting the marks, the average marks, and there's a, a fifth show in the works that even uh, you know, uh, I've talked to Ryan and Mike about it. And even I don't know what it is yet. Oh. They have something special planned for a fifth show. We're basically, they have like a whole week kind of lineup nice. on this network. And uh, I have a feeling it's going to be something kind of special. So stay tuned to hear more about that once we find Sweet. out as well. So, all right. Well, let's end it off here and we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of the gorillaposition.com. And you're listening to the J and K podcast. Mm-hmm.